Hello, welcome to Reditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and in every episode of Reditations, I talk about something I've read and then offer you a guided meditation based on the text. Today, I'm going to be talking about Hunger by Roxane Gay, and I want to start out with a quick little trigger warning because this book does discuss eating disorders and rape. Okay, I want to start out by reading you a quote from the book that I feel like gives a pretty good overview. Gay writes, When I was 12 years old, I was raped, and then I ate and ate and ate to build my body into a fortress. I was a mess, and then I grew up and away from that terrible day, and became a different kind of mess, a woman doing the best she can to love well and be loved well, to live well and be human and good. Towards the beginning of the book, We learn about Gay's experience of rape when she was just 12 years old, and she goes on to explain how that experience sent her on this quest for safety in her body, and this led her to develop an eating disorder and to gain a lot of weight because she was seeking to make her body a safer place. So the title of the book is Hunger, a memoir of my body, and my is in parentheses. I think that that says a lot, those parentheses, because as I was reading this book, I realized over and over again how much of a universal experience she's talking about in this book. She talks about how common sexual assault is, especially for women, and how much of a common experience eating disorders and disordered eating are. Although Gay's experience is uniquely her own, and she's just telling her story in this book, This book is so relatable to so many people because it tells the story of these these hurtful experiences that unfortunately are very widespread in our world. Starting out, that was the first thing I noticed is that despite the specificity and, and how personal this story is, it's also a story of so many people's experience in one way or another. In this book, she talks a lot about wanting to fulfill her desires and simultaneously feeling like she has to bury them. I want to talk today about the theme of hunger and desire in this book. It's probably the biggest overarching theme of the work, and it's the driving force behind everything that Gay talks about. She says, this is a book about my body about my hunger. And ultimately, this is a book about disappearing and being lost and wanting so very much, wanting to be seen and understood. This is a book about learning, however slowly, to allow myself to be seen and understood. Gay expresses this hunger, this desire, this deep want and need to be seen and understood throughout the book. And she expresses many different forms of hunger. And I'm going to talk about a few of those because I feel like they're universal themes. These hungers are all things that I've felt and I'm sure that you've felt as well. One of the big hungers, one of the big desires that Gay talks about is the desire to fit in. And ultimately, I think that leads to the desire to feel loved and connected. She used food to create this feeling of love and connection because it was missing in other places in her life. Another hunger she discusses is 
a hunger for purpose. She talks about how good it felt to be part of something when she joined the theater team in her high school. She says, I could be part of something. I was useful. I was competent. She expresses this feeling of higher importance that she got from being part of something and the feeling that that was missing in other areas of her life. Another hunger she expresses repeatedly throughout the book is this hunger for respect that was was disregarded from such a young age when her rape occurred. At 12 years old, she learned the lesson that her no didn't mean anything to other people. And she struggled, understandably, to express her wants and needs and boundaries after that day because, as she says on page 75, I had learned the lesson that saying no meant nothing. She struggles with this this need for respect at war with the belief that she doesn't deserve it. She talks about difficulty finding and demanding respect when we live in a society that affords little to no respect to fat people. She hungers to be understood. She says that from the beginning. She says, I had acquaintances, but no one with whom I felt I could be honest about myself. That's such a deeply lonely feeling. I've felt that way before. Perhaps you have too. Later in the book, she talks about the revelation of finding someone who, she says, who saw the best and worst parts of me. And even if I didn't talk about what was going on, she was there and I could have told her, and it would have been fine. That's a powerful thing, knowing you can reveal yourself to someone. It made me want to be a better person. She found somebody who made her feel like she could show who she was. She could be honest about herself. Someone who made her feel understood, and that was a game changer in her life. It changes the way she treats herself and sees herself and takes care of herself. She hungered to take up space. On page 13, she talks about how our society forces women out of the space that they should be allowed to take up. She says, this is what most girls are taught, that we should be slender and small. We should not take up space. We should be seen and not heard. And if we are seen, we should be pleasing to men, acceptable to society. And most women know this, that we are supposed to disappear but it's something that needs to be said loudly over and over again so that we can resist surrendering to what is expected of us. That pressure to disappear is something she talks about throughout the book. It's something that she feels especially keenly because of her fat body. It's especially difficult for her to claim her space, for her to exist in the space that she should be allowed to exist in when everybody around her is telling her that she should be smaller, that she should take up less space. On page 142, she's talking about celebrities. She says, Celebrities understand the economy of thinness, and most of them are willing to participate in that economy, taking the social media where they pose for selfies with their cheeks sucked in to make themselves appear even gaunter. The less space they take up, the more they matter. 
bodies are treated as currency in our society. In a society that regards a proper woman as a woman who takes up as little space as possible, it's difficult for us to take up space and feel good about it. She talks about how hard this process is as she tries to accept what it feels like to take up space, as she tries to allow herself to take up the space she deserves. She wants to feel safe. She hungers for safety. She talks repeatedly throughout the book about how she has transformed her body into a fortress after her sexual assault to make herself feel safe. She talks about her hunger to feel joy. And throughout the book, she talks about these little things that bring joy or have the potential to bring joy. For example, she talks about wearing colorful clothing and how it's so difficult for her to wear colorful clothing, even though she wants to. And it's hard to allow herself that joy of feeling pretty, of feeling feminine. She talks about how she hungers to truly inhabit herself. And this is, this is one of the points that hit me the hardest and one of the points she emphasizes the most in different ways throughout the book. She says, For years at a time, there was me and the woman I saw myself as while living in my head and the woman who had to carry around my overweight body. She splinters into these different people and she becomes more and more fragmented and less and less able to occupy her own space to truly inhabit who she is. And as the book goes on, it's beautiful to see the small ways in which she rediscovers herself. She talks about a hunger to feel free. A lot of times she discusses food as a manner of feeling free as a manner of giving herself permission to experience pleasure, as a manner of giving herself permission to do what she wants. Food is one way that she addresses that desire to feel free. She wants to feel peace, and food does the same thing for her there. She says, food was the only place of solace. Alone in my apartment, I could soothe myself with food. Food didn't judge me or demand anything from me. When I ate, I did not have to be anything but myself. She is temporarily meeting all of these hungers that she feels, these deeper, harder-to-meet hungers and desires that she doesn't feel like she deserves to have fulfilled a lot of the time. And food becomes her answer to that because it's so hard to face that true hunger. These are things that it's hard to do It's hard to ask what you really need sometimes. And this book drew my attention to that, how hard it is, and at the same time, how truly important it is. Hunger often begins with denial. Gay talks about denial and how that plays into the way she treats her body, the way she treats herself. She says, I deny myself nearly everything I desire. How dare I confess my want? How dare I try to act on that want? I deny myself so much, and still there is so much desire throbbing beneath my surfaces. Denial merely puts what we want just beyond reach, but we still know it's there. This ability to name what she's denying herself comes to Gay after many years of struggling to even name what it is that she needs and wants what she's not allowing herself to have. When I began to seek help 
for my eating disorder, this was also the first step. I had to ask myself what I was saying no to, what I was denying, what I was refusing to allow myself to have or even want. She talks about another important piece of fulfilling hunger, which is having permission to fulfill that hunger. My favorite place in the book where she talks about this, and one of my favorite places in the book overall, is where she talks about Ina Garten. She says, what I love most about Ina is that she teaches me about fostering a strong sense of self and self-confidence. She teaches me about being at ease in my body. From all appearances, she is entirely at ease with herself. She is ambitious and knows she is excellent at what she does and never apologizes for it. She teaches me that a woman can be plump and pleasant and absolutely in love with food. She gives me permission to acknowledge my hungers and to try and satisfy them in healthy ways. She gives me permission to embrace my ambition and believe in myself. So with all of this hunger and ways that we might potentially fulfill that hunger, I want to move us into our meditation for today. Let's begin by taking a few deep breaths together. If you're in a place where you can settle into a seat, you can do that now. Find a comfortable space for your body. Perhaps set your feet on the floor and feel the earth beneath them or the floor beneath them. Feel your chair supporting you. And close your eyes if it's available to you and you would like to do so. Let's begin with a deep breath in together. And a deep breath out. One more time. In and out. Gay writes, I know that hunger is in the mind and the body and the heart and the soul. As you continue to breathe, I want you to begin to scan your body, starting with your head, the top of your scalp, and see where you feel any tension or discomfort or unease. Breathe in and breathe out. Keep this this anchor of your breath with you as you scan down your body, your face, your neck, your shoulders, your arms, your chest your stomach and belly, your hips and lower back, your legs, your feet, your toes, 
And as you scan down your body, just greet every piece of it. Welcome it, however you're feeling today. Keep breathing. I know that hunger is in the mind and the body and the heart and the soul. As you scan your body and come to know a little bit more about how you're feeling in your body today, begin to ask yourself what hungers your body is expressing to you right now. Maybe it's literal hunger. Maybe you feel satisfied. Or maybe you feel perhaps a little bit of tension in your chest or a little bit of aching in your lower back. Start to tune into these sensations and start to get curious about what they're telling you. Is that tension in your chest anxiety or sadness or something else? Start to tune into whatever sensations you're finding and get curious about where they're coming from and what they're telling you. As you breathe in again, ask yourself, what desires are living in your body right now? What do you want deeply? What do you need deeply? What do you hunger for deep in your body today? Whatever this desire is that comes to you first, whether it's surface level or deeper, explore it a little bit more. Ask yourself that next level deeper what you are hungry for. Are you hungry for connection? Are you hungry for safety? Are you hungry for acceptance or love or peace or joy? Ask yourself what your desires are truly speaking to you today. Ask yourself What is the most root level want and need you feel right now? Breathe in and breathe out. Keep that breath going. Stay anchored. After a few calming, centering breaths, I want you to Envision a person now. This person is maybe somebody you know or maybe somebody you create in your imagination. But this is a person who has given themselves complete permission to satisfy their hunger 
What does this person look like? How does this person hold themselves? How do they talk? How do they move? What kind of things do they say to other people and to themselves? What are they passionate about? What makes them joyful? I want you to just envision them with as much detail as you can for a moment. Continue breathing. As you envision this permission, feel what it's like to be in the presence of that person who has given themselves permission to satisfy their hunger, to say yes to their desires and their wants and their needs. What does it feel like to be in their presence? Continue breathing. Stay with your body. As you soak up these feelings that come from being around this person, imagine this person giving you permission to do the same. Imagine them giving you permission to say yes to your desires, to pursue fulfillment, to satisfy your hunger. Hear them and see them say yes to you. Hear them tell you, you have permission to be fulfilled. What does that permission feel like? Let yourself soak it up and keep breathing. Lastly, still feeling those feelings that come with that permission you've just been granted. I want you to grant yourself permission. Tell yourself in your head or out loud, I have permission to be fulfilled. I have permission to satisfy my hunger. I have permission to pursue my desires. Take one more deep breath with me. And as we bring this meditation to a close, revel in that permission. Feel the power and the acceptance, the strength that come with that permission. Let it permeate your entire being. You have permission to fulfill your hunger. You are worthy of fulfilling your hunger. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. I really appreciate you being here. I'm also thankful to Josh Munt for helping create the theme music and doing the sound design on this episode. As you go forth... I want to leave you with a question. I want you to ask yourself, 
What is one thing I can do today to pursue my desires, to fulfill my needs? I want you to ask one thing you can do to satisfy your hunger. And hopefully, you can go do it. If you loved this podcast, it would mean a lot to me and really help me out if you would leave a review and share it with a friend who you think might like it. You can hear every episode of the podcast on my website, reditationspodcast.com, where you can also find updates about the podcast and what's coming next. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can visit me on Patreon, where you'll find lots of great ways to interact with this reading community and get more involved in creating this content with me. I wish you a week of abundance and good books. Happy reading, friends. I'll see you in the next episode.